I mean, what's pro football focus doing? Last week they had Brady. This week they got Brady. We're doing it. We're literally doing it differently from everybody else. As a matter of fact, moving forward from this point on, I will not make reference to PFL. Ready to get into it? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going team by team. I will be very careful about slinging stuff. Am I going to get sued? Is that legal on this? I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. Welcome in to the PFF NFL podcast, Steve Palazzolo, Sam Monson. We're back here on a Monday morning. Welcome to all of our live YouTube viewers. And today's the day, Sam. It's not, I don't love the title because some, you know, not everybody's attracted to a title that says betting or betting show. Not everybody clicks on that because not everybody's interested. Hmm. But this is not just a betting show. This is us against the listeners. This is us answering the call from the listeners because they've challenged us. They have challenged us to several bets for the season. Repeatedly, yeah. And we're going to accept or decline them here today on the show. Yeah, we're going to run through them all. Uh, we are going to accept or decline. Frank, look, a lot of people have The added, ones that made the cut, that is. Yeah. Well, we were relying on, uh, on Stone to curate these into a giant spreadsheet. We will, at some point, open up the spreadsheet for everyone to see so you can keep track of this during the season, the ones that we accept anyway. Um, there are a lot of people that have added, you know, various sort of uh, terms to these bets. That's there's way too many. So what we're going to do is is arbitrarily create the terms ourselves during this show, yeah. right? Because there's way too many of these things to go individually, you know, negotiating, et cetera, et cetera. So if we lose the bet, we will give out probably a free PFF Plus subscription, our new subscription. Um, Everything. You get everything in the one subscription. There's no longer a college option, an NFL option. There's no longer the edge, the elite level. There's just PFF Plus. That is the subscription. Your only choice is whether you go year-long for a cheaper rate or monthly. We will give away a year's worth of PFF Plus. We might also give away, you know, various crap we have sitting around the office. So there's some books over there, brand new, haven't been touched. Might give those away. Various crap? I'm not saying the books are crap. I'm saying there's various other bits of crap we might, you know. Yeah. I feel like you could, you know, entice that a little Sell bit. Sell it a bit yeah. more? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, if, however, we win the bets, all we would ask from you, dear listeners, dear loser listeners in this instance, is to buy yourself a PFF Plus subscription using the promo code NFLPOD. So we get credit for it. We get credit for the victory. It's all about credit. Exactly. Well, yeah. cre- it's all about credit and it's about victory. Yes. Ours, not so much yours. You know? What, do you, how many, what percentage do you think we're going to hit on this? Uh, I don't... At least 70, 80%, right? I think we'll do well, because, yeah. I mean, the idea is we're picking the bets that we believe in the most, you know? We're not picking the ones that we think are a coin flip, generally. Yeah. I mean, we, we are we are picking and choosing the right ones here. So, so, in theory, we should have a pretty good strike rate. Otherwise, otherwise we're bad at this. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> we, should, we should be good here. So, um, do a little charity drive update, and then okay. we'll get into the show. My pinned tweet at PFF underscore Sam or the description of this podcast, Charity Drive 7.0. We are raising money for a group called, called Needs, Inc., N-E-A-D-S. They uh, help raise money to provide service dogs for people because apparently a service dog to get bought and trained is the guts of $60,000. And if you don't have $60,000 but you need a service dog, you're kind of in trouble. So we're raising money for those guys. We are up to $1,710 in total. 
We have uh, big close. and small donations. We appreciate every single one of them. So, yeah, we're getting there. We're almost at the point where we get to unloose the cannon, unleash, unleash, unleash it, unleash yeah. it or loose it. Uh, and see if we can hit 60 miles yeah, per hour. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, appreciate that. At PFF underscore Sam. I think I might give it a little retweet again this week. And we'll uh, we'll get that cooking. The uh, the mailbag was unkind this weekend, too. You say, I saw you tweet that out. Well, somebody wants us to update the logo to reflect the fact that I no longer have hair. Someone said lose my beard, too. But then it just becomes like a white face. Oh, and somebody else also suggested that yours needs to be white. Yeah, I mean, so we would throw some gray... Into my hair yeah, and beard and just kind of have bald Sam. Yeah, yours, when you take away the beard, looks very weird. Yeah, so you, but I have a needs. beard. It's just really, really thin. And I shave once a week, so it's thin on Monday. And, you'll, you know, there's, it fills in by the Thursday show. Yeah. When we, so I so, still have a beard. It's just a lot thinner than what's on there. we mentioned late last week that there was, you know, a going away party for Neil Hornsby. Uh, your, your wife suggested that your hairline was actually very similar to mine, which... <laughs> pretty harsh <laughs> she misspoke even even she as did. even coming from my perspective that was pretty harsh she was emphasizing the widow's peak the widow's peak no 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 there's no way it's in which that's peak. there's no way in which that's a an, a kind statement or even a you know no it's, it's bad it's pretty rough hmm well okay we got a show to do but first, if you haven't heard by now, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football this summer. We've all been there in fantasy football leagues. It's Sunday morning. You're digging through the news reports over at PFF.com, trying to figure out whether to start your stud receiver that tweaked his hamstring last week, or you got a player on your team who's been getting to, into the end zone, and then one week he suddenly goes off. Hasn't been getting into the end zone. Then he goes off for 30 points on your bench. You hate that. But Underdog Fantasy has takes away all the stress of who to start each week. It's all lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format. Draft your teams before the season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. Our friend Josh Norris, he's been all over Twitter in the Twitter ads. Mm. He's doing jumping jacks. He's smiling at you. He's telling you, you know, go to Underdog Fantasy, and that's what we're telling you to do now. Right now, you can draft an Underdog's Best Ball Mania 3 tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes. Plus, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. If you play 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. So, Underdog's draft, drafts close just before NFL kickoff. It's less than two weeks away, my friends. What are you waiting for? Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store. Play $10 with code PFF and draft your best ball mania team today. All right. It's the betting show. So here's the other thing we had to lose. We, we had to lose. There was some very, um, you know, detailed emails and discussions and reasons for this. We kind of had to pare it down. Right. Yeah. So we'll give you the name, the claim, and then whether or not we accept. Well, this is great because we can uh, we can uh, pass away some blame here. If we happen to butcher the bet that you've made, it's Stone's fault. Yes. Because he's translated it from your long email into this little yeah. cell in, in, X, in a Google document. It's Stone's fault. We have uh, 54 wow. in here. Um, I just looked at one that will absolutely be denied. But oh, um, a lot of these we will be skipping a lot over will very be quickly because you've got, you've got the wrong idea. You've got a bad bet. And we're going to say no quickly. Having said that, some of them will be interesting. We'll talk a little bit longer about them. All right, you ready to go? Yep, let's go. Number one on the list, James Dengate. Jalen Hurts will have the highest PFF grade of any qualifying NFC East quarterback in 2022. Denied. Denied? Yeah. Because you think this is possible? Yeah. Now, what did we get recently? We got one on Dak 
being the lowest. He's be the lowest. Right. That's a lot easier for us to accept. Yes. Jalen Hurts having the highest grade of Carson Wentz, who we already beat out for a job. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones or Dak, who we've already said, yeah, we could see him taking a step back and flipping a few points to Jalen Hurts over Dak is not a crazy thing. No. I mean, it, last year, there was three grading points between the two of them. If Jalen Hurts has gotten slightly better or Dak Prescott has gotten yep. slightly worse, each of which we think has taken place this offseason, it would make sense. So, hell no. All right. Um, there's a note in here. Probably skip this one. Too similar to someone else's. <laughs> Have we already accepted that? Bill's O-line. This is from Cole Wilkinson. Bill's O-line will be best it's been since 2019. Yeah, we had a Bill's offensive line. Okay, so we've already done that. So we're going to decline that because mm-hmm. we already had one. Um, remember, the goal here was to say, Sam and Steve, you guys are saying X, yeah. but I believe Y is going to happen. Yes. Right? And, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And Y is sufficiently different from X that yes. we are going to bet on it. Um, Drake Frere, mm-hmm. a punter, will have a 90-plus PFF grade using the 20% threshold. Yeah, again, denied entirely. I'm not passionately against punters being above 90. I don't know. Entirely possible. Yeah. Also, full disclosure. Can't say I've been on our punter page in the last five to six years. Can't say I have. I really don't know what punter grades look like range-wise. Six years. Look, I am. Uh, I'm one of the top NFL analysts in the world. Just saying, right? Okay. I mean, just like in the grand scheme of things, top one percent. When do you think the last time Skip Bayless was on the punter page? Oh, I mean, if it's to if it's to win a an argument with Shannon, yeah, yeah, he will. Tom Brady, poor Tom only has the 29th best punter. When do you think the last time that show was talking about punters? Yeah, right. I mean, it, I mean, when was the last time that show had a lot of viewers? Wow. What? Wow. I, You're just out here blowtorching. Yeah. I'm just going scorched earth maybe, all the time now. Maybe their intro will have you on it <laughs> the way we yeah. have them. <laughs> I don't want to hear about, what is that show? What is it even called now? Uh, it's not first take. That's the other one. It's no. the it's undisputed. Take. No, yeah, is that it? Yeah, undisputed. Disputed. I don't want to hear about undisputed. There's a dispute involved between Skip and. Shannon. I don't want to hear about undisputed on the show, Sam. Okay, so we're declining the punter one, and we're going to decline the next one. Josh Dots, like, what kind of bet is this, Josh? Justin Fields will have a higher PFF grade than Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're going to sense a theme here. If the general reaction to the bet is, or to the suggestion is, yeah, I mean, that could happen. It's a bad bet. Now, listen, um, just to go back to Drake here, he's like, he's one of the punter guys. He wanted to offer $50 to charity of choice if he loses. Hmm. If he won, he wanted 15 minutes of a podcast devoted to punting. (laughs) He's the guy that's been trying to push us to to talk punters. There isn't just one. That's the other reason I don't want to accept this. There's a few people that that are incredibly keen for us to talk punting. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just assuming it's the same guy. There's no way no, we have more I think than one mul- person. There are multiple people that are very keen for us to discuss punting. Oh, man. Okay, so here's one. And it's kind of too specific. We're going to change it. Ethan Woody. Christian Watson will lead all rookie wide receivers in PFF war over the final six games of the season. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I, I'm guessing that Ethan is trying to say, hey, Christian Watson, he's got a, he's off to a slow. This is the Packers wide receiver, second rounder. Mm-hmm. He's off to a slow start in training camp. He's a rookie. He'll get, you know, he'll start hit the, he'll hit the ground running in the second half of the season. So I want to be specific. We're going to call it war last six games of the season. Two things here. War, um, we don't actually track on a per game basis, so we can't really do that. I mean, we could keep track of this. It's not impossible. But it's just, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do last six games. 
So I would throw it back at Ethan and say, war for the season or it's declined. <laughs> yeah. And, and if, 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 if Ethan, not to put words into his mouth, and I don't have his original email here either, if he, if he was trying to say Christian Watson, late bloomer type, I want to focus on that, we'll say even top two, maybe, for the season, PFF war. Yeah. What do you think? And again, I'm not like completely against this. I I think it's unlikely. Yeah, I don't. So generally, I think trying to piece, trying to parcel up the season into too many little bits is is kind of a pain. So I'm. We also don't want to do. I mean, it's it's small sample sizes. It's not. It's not getting at the heart. I'm with you though. I don't like the final six games things. I don't like. Um, And I think his point is. I think his point is that. It might be a slow start, but by the end of the season, that guy's going to be cooking, which for Green Bay might be all it needs, you know, when they get to the sharp end of the season. Oh, all of a sudden we have a really good wide receiver. So I think generally because of the the kind of differences here, it's not – it doesn't become a bet once you – once you like if it's over a full season, it doesn't do what he wants it to do. If it's over six games, it doesn't do what we want it to do. So I think this is a reasonable suggestion, and I think I might take the bet as a sort of – point of principle but specifically no we're going to decline it because it just doesn't work i wrote a revisit uh, status so i'm going to revisit it because i'm curious i want to go the end of the season maybe use grade and see if christian watson's yeah. good at the end of the year that's we'll one revisit i think, it. yeah that's not nobody's going to bet on that one but i think that is one we will come back to that anyway as yeah. as part of the whole christian watson analysis over the course of the year like what did his season look like and we'll have a bet review show probably at the end of the year we'll go through all these and see how they did all right, Isaiah Sweeney says the Ravens' pass rush will be top 10 in PFF war at week nine. So it's another, I don't understand why the no. why the filtering there. So season or bust. So you're either taking the whole season or not. Oh, man, I mean, are there any that we're going to accept here? <laughs> I'm sure at some point, but I don't know. That's, uh, no, I'm out. All right, the next one I know that we already, we already uh, accepted. Right. And we, we did bring this up on the show. So let's review this. Um, I don't remember saying the name. No, so somebody was uh, somebody. It's very similar to one that we accepted. So it's almost the same, I think. With the one we accepted was the first three players or something. Oh, have, okay. Would have the high. So it was building the, off Jake Peters. So yeah. Jake Peters came in. We accepted a bet. So we don't need to do both. No, it's, it's almost the same. So we're not yeah. doing this one. This but, was the Patriots' entire draft class will generate more war than the Ravens' entire draft class. Yeah. We initially did it, what, first three rounds? I think so, yeah. Or first, first three, three picks, picks or whatever it outside was. Outside of... Uh, David Ajabo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so. I like the way you, you um, pointedly didn't read out this guy's name. Darpan Medi? Yeah. Would I? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, he wouldn't accept his bet, so... No, that's true. We don't even need to. This one's getting into the weeds here. Peter Kratzel. Wandell Robinson... We'll have a top 10 PFF grade among qualifying NFC East <laughs> wide receivers. Let's think about this one for a second. There's four teams in the NFC East. There's eight starters. Yeah. 12 if you include the slot. So we're saying Wandell Robinson's going to be one of, he's going to be top 10 of maybe well, hang on. 12 so to 14. If we, the term qualifying wide receivers is doing quite a lot of work there. For example, if you go to premium stats last year, and you put the 20% filter on, which is, you know, the, the lowest it's preset. What we usually use. Yeah, you know? the lowest preset filter would be what you standardly use as qualifying. There were only 14 NFC East receivers. So to, to get so 10 out of 14, 
That's it's the top not that difficult. Top 71.4%. Basically, what we're saying is that he isn't Jalen Rager at that point. Did you see a pic? There was a video. It was somebody's tweet or it was a TikTok or something, some social media thing that was funny. And I can't reference it because I didn't see the guy's name. But <laughs> it cut to a, a preseason bit on the Eagles sideline. And Jalen Rager had one of those, what's the non-brand name term for the Theragun things, the massage? You know, There's these, a million of them. Okay, well, know. is there like a standard non-brand name? You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, he had one of those Theragun things, you know, like the massaging, yeah. vibrating gun thing. Which he was holding to his head. <laughs> this guy's like, you know, Eagles sideline. It was like a Minshew out there doing whatever, but then just Rager out here taking a Theragun to his face. You're like, yeah, it's just, it's just not working out the way we thought it would with, with Jalen Rager, you know? Whether it's the drops, whether it's the Theragun to the face. I mean, it's just it's not a good look, you know? Generally speaking, you have the Theragun to a... It's not supposed to be on bone. It's usually to a large muscle area, you and know? you don't have soft tissue in your head. Look, I'm sure there was a reason for it. And maybe it was a good one. It just doesn't look good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Poor Jalen Rager. You know, it could have been Justin Jefferson. He's not. All right. He's very We're... not. Oh, we have a mega bet here. Mega bet. We can accept one of the four, all or none. Wow. Andrew Besenius. A, Tennessee, the Titans, win the AFC South. Okay. B, Derrick Henry will have higher PFF war than Jonathan Taylor, JT. C, Burks will have a higher PFF war than any Colts wide receiver. And D, Burks will have a top three PFF grade among qualifying rookie wide receivers. Hmm. I'm going to sneeze. Answer. <laughs> well, A... Good podcasting. We're Glad not, we got that. We're not taking A, because that could easily happen. The Titans winning the AFC South. I understand. Defending champs, yes. Yeah, I understand it's a little bit, you know, unpopular at this point, but entirely possible. B, Derrick Henry, again, it's Derrick Henry. Like One year removed from being the most valuable I anticipate Derrick Henry to bounce back and have a very strong year. So that's eminently possible, if not probable. Burks will have a higher PFF war than any Colts wide receiver. Now, I, I think that means than all of them, right? Then all, like he'll, he would rank first. Yeah, yeah, Colts, yeah. Right? No, yes. Not that any. Right. Correct. That would be the closest one I would take. I could see either of the last two. I'm not like anti Traylon Burks. But that's here. the thing. Yeah. It's like, I think Traylon Burks might have the largest range of outcomes of any of these rookies. Um, the. Part of this thing is, so his preseason looks bad because he had almost no production. But in each of the first two games, he was wide the hell open deep behind the defense. But Malik Willis was quarterback, and Malik Willis was doing whatever he does in the pocket, which is not look at Traylon Burks deep down the field when he's wide open. So he never got the ball was never in the air for him to be given the opportunity. And like, if he gets if he gets a chance with the first team offense during the season it's ryan Tannehill. it's within the structure it's an entirely different scenario so i i mean yeah i i could see it i think either of those things are plausible i think both of them are probably unlikely but it's not because of burke so i'm kind of inclined to to decline this one all the way across we're declining again are we can we get something we're going to accept here oh here we go tie guy 312 on twitter the browns will start the season four and oh this is regardless of the watson suspension 
which is now in in you know. So we know Watson's in. out for the first eleven games. Correct. So Cleveland Brown schedule this year. <laughs> Tyler says it wasn't him. We are at Carolina. Well, that's zero and one. You're not tie guy three twelve. We are against the New York Jets, one and one. We are home to Pittsburgh, and we are uh, home to the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, that's a pretty easy schedule. It is. This was why I was saying when it was six games, I mean, they could get out of this reasonably well with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback because the next two are, okay, the Chargers, but it's at home, and the Patriots at home. Like, they're, they're, the first six games are actually quite winnable for Cleveland. Now, when you extend it to 11, all of a sudden you got to play at Baltimore, you got to play the Bengals, you got to play at Miami, you got to play at Buffalo. That gets a lot trickier. That's why I said... I, I don't think this had anything to do with the length of the suspension, but 11 games is actually right in the most awkward spot in terms of determining what they want to do because it's probably too short to decide that if it was a full season, I think they would trade for Garoppolo. Right. But it's not. It's 11 games. If it's six games, I think they'd be comfortable going with Brissett and thinking we're actually fine. No, 11 is definitely that middle ground. 11 is like right in the middle where it's like, okay, Brissett is probably losing three or four of those games beyond six but he might do quite well for the first six and those the games that he loses might put anyway it's just a bit of a nightmare but the first four panthers jets steelers falcons of which only the week one game against the panthers is on the road no sorry the falcons game is on the road as well so at uh, away to carolina at home against the jets and the steelers and then away to atlanta first four games i mean i i would Again, it's, it doesn't necessarily fit what we're trying to do here as far as oh, I'm passionately against the Browns being good early in the season. Yeah. It doesn't fit that. It doesn't. Having said but that. But it fits in the schedules. Easy. Yeah. I would take the bet, though. But I would take the odds. Like these are. I would take this bet for two reasons. One, we have now declined nine straight. It's a good reason. <laughs> two, Baker Mayfield is going to eviscerate the Browns in week one. Is there anything? Oh yeah, I'm not more... even. Uh, sorry, for for a second there, I forgot about the Panthers through that lens. Is there anything more set in stone than Baker Mayfield having a game? Yeah, yeah. For let's the take ages? this. This is like the overs hitting in the first half. Now, and we're, to be you know, clear, so we're going to win this in week one. To be clear, it might be Baker Mayfield's only good game of the season, but he yeah. will cook in that one game against Cleveland for the first week. All right, Ty guy's buying a subscription probably right after week one here. Though. Let's go. Okay, so we accept this bet from Ty guy three twelve on Twitter. That the Browns will start the season four and zero. We're going to say no, he won't. I, I like the odds there. Yeah, yeah. Andreas from Hawaii says Patrick Sertan is a top three corner cornerback in 2022 based off PFF grade. Okay, we. I mean, I like to see the terms just to see what we're up against. If he loses, he'll send Hawaiian tea from his company. Hawaiian tea. Well, Hawaii. Well, we're going to decline the bet, but you at least got your company Well Hawaii on the show. Hawaii's not known for its tea, is it? I don't know if a coffee, Kona coffee. Yeah, I would want coffee. I'm not a tea drinker. First, I mean, I'm a tea drinker, but tea is usually associated with you know India and China and stuff. Crumpets. I don't and and crumpets. Crumpets. I, I don't. I don't associate it with Hawaii. But am I? Uh, is that just me being ignorant? Is there a giant tea industry in Hawaii and the islands? Ask Andreas. I am. And we're right not now. gonna. Yeah, let's see what Andreas says. But I decline for multiple reasons. The um, just the fickle nature of cornerback play 
the fact that Patrick Sertan was a good, solid rookie. Yeah. And uh, I like him as a player, and he's good. And last year you saw A.J. Terrell take a big year-two leap, and mm-hmm. it's it's in the cards potentially for Patrick Sertan as well. Yeah, he's had a lot of hype uh, this offseason as well. He's apparently been playing very well in training camp. Again, it falls under the category of entirely possible, therefore not something we're betting on. Trevor Stunenberg. Good name. Seahawks starting quarterback. Now, this came before we knew that Geno Smith was the starter, but he said, doesn't matter. Geno or Locke will be in the top 25% of qualifying quarterbacks in PFF grade. Ooh. So let's just say here. So so we'll use the... 20% drop back. The 20% qualifier usually gives you 38 to 40 quarterbacks. 39 quarterbacks last year. So we're talking... He's he's saying the Seahawks quarterback. I mean, I'm I'm sprinting to the podium here. That Geno or Locke, so Geno in this case, will be a top 10 quarterback. Will be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I will, I accept, (laughs) I accept that that will not be the case. You? Yeah. I mean, that's a. That's an easy one. What did he end up with? What was his grade last year? Because he actually played quite well. In oh, like snaps. 70, 70 in, in six games. Yeah. So even if he even if he played the exact same way for the entire season, he would be like five spots outside of that further. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Not a chance. Yeah. So we accept. We do not believe Geno Smith will be a top 10 NFL quarterback. And that's no even... knock on Geno. We just think. Oh, it's know, a knock on Geno. But there's like a lot of guys we think are better than him. Yeah. I mean, it's a knock on him, but it's a fair one. It's yeah. not like we're, you know, it's not bullying. We're just saying Gino is not that good relative to other good quarterbacks. Um, and by the way, this is the daily today. We were talking about uh, preseason standouts, and Gino Smith has played really well in preseason. I think there is a chance that Gino Smith gives the Seahawks competent quarterback play. But competent is quite a way away from, uh, you know, league the top 10. There's, there's quite a big gap to bridge there for all G, for old Geno. So Geno Smith actually, I think, is going to end the preseason as the highest-graded quarterback in the NFL. He had five big-time throws this preseason, zero turnover-worthy plays. Now, that all spat out to 6.6 yards per attempt, so it's yeah, not all. Because three, three out of his five big-time Correct. throws fell incomplete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dropped passes in there from – they had seven drops, which also might lead the league. No, nine did, but seven drops I mean, a second. In, in a small sample, off the top of my head, if those three big-time throws are, drop, uh, are caught, his yards per attempt probably jumps up to eight. I mean, his drop rate, eight and a half. His drop rate is 23.3% this preseason, which is an astronomical figure. Yeah, so good work by Geno this preseason. Impressed. Yes. But I would, I would accept this bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right, Manscaped would like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet. It's the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. By going to manscapes.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code PFF. Manscapes' brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscapes' top products. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PFF at manscapes.com. It's 20% off with free shipping. Manscapes.com. Use the promo code PFF. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life and get yourself a Platinum Package for your Platinum Package. So you were saying... You're talking to the chat here. You were saying before the show that, you know, you didn't want to read the same Manscaped read again. 
And uh, we were also saying, you know, you, you apparently had a rough night of sleep with all the kids. Tyler had a rough night of sleep. Mine was disturbed, but not not necessarily through child interaction, just because for some reason my room was like a million degrees Fahrenheit for the night. Not, good. Um, not Celsius. But, no, no, Fahrenheit. A million Celsius would be. Whew. It's at least a few, Way well, worse. a million Celsius. Yeah. We're into Kelvin here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it did seem to produce a random-ass dream. And the random-ass dream was that I, for some reason, had to read the Manscaped read. But it was it had been, like, butchered. It was bad English. Like, the copy was all messed yeah. up. And it didn't make any sense, right? It just it wasn't English. So I was... I took a, th- a few stabs at reading this thing, and it, were, it wasn't forming sentences. So I had to ad-lib the, ma- ad-lib the Manscaped read. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I just I did what I could, but it was, it was a struggle. I feel like so we need to make, it could make be this worse. a reality. It could have been worse. It could have been your dream. At least you have copy that makes sense and works. You know? Man, we could, uh, we could make that happen. I'll just throw it your way, Sam. Will you yeah. go and like redo the yeah. copy and then it's your turn? And it won't be in the Queen's English, so yeah. we'll uh, just be a really throw you off. Uh-huh. All right, Caleb Barris. He says Hollywood Brown will have the highest PFF grade in his career. No, again, like yeah, could okay. could easily happen. Yep, nope. sure. And I don't even know what's I don't know Hollywood Brown's grades off the top of my head. I think his best grades probably mid seventies is my is my guess. Um, which means he would have to play pretty well, low to mid seventies. Uh, Let me know when you get there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, but we're going to decline this. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's heading into year four of his career. And he's in a situation where he's probably going to get targeted. He's going to get targeted more than he was in Baltimore. His career high is actually only 71. 71? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes it even worse. It does. But that, again, it could easily happen. In fact, it might actually be probable that this will be his career yeah. best grade because Kyla Murray quarterback, Aaron and I, blah, blah, blah. Decline. Alex Salazar says Aaron Rodgers will be a top three MVP candidate. Okay, great. Yes, the back-to-back reigning MVP. Of, like, Some yes. people didn't get the assignment here. They did no. not understand the assignment. I mean, look. We're, look you I, ranked him as the top. I mean, you were wrong, so, but you ranked him as the top quarterback <laughs> coming into the season. Yes. And the, so, I, I mean, all right. In fairness to Alex here, we have been, or at least I have been harping fairly significantly about the connection between, look, this might be the worst wide receiver crew in the NFL, and the last time Rodgers didn't have a true number one wide receiver, it was the lowest PFF grade of his career. But that doesn't mean, like, you should anticipate that Rodgers will suck this year. It just means that he has a harder job than he's had since at least 2015. But he is in a run of back-to-back MVPs and is as good as any quarterback in the NFL or in NFL history, you know, generally – we should probably assume that in any given year, he will be a top three MVP candidate. Yeah, I think Rodgers is going to be good this year. I don't think they'll produce as, much, as well as they did in past years. I don't think he'll win MVP. That's not going out on a limb. It's just, you know, I don't mm. think he'll three-peat. And by the way, the other element there is that Green Bay will be good. So yes. his candidacy for MVP will likely be better the, than his overall performance. The third element is that a top three MVP candidate also doesn't really exist right. in the NFL. Yeah, they according give, to whom? They give 50 votes to people, and it's not like baseball where you rank your top 10 MVP candidates, right. and then there's a top 10. They literally give one vote to everybody. And you can have one, a guy that is first in MVP. You can usually have a guy who comes in second. But there's in many given years, there's not even a third. Well, also, I mean, who's defining this? And I this mean, also says candidate, but whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. So last year, there was a group of people that thought that Jonathan Taylor had a strong MVP case. Now... From this, from this position of hindsight, hindsight being 2020, where was Jonathan Taylor's 
MVP candidacy last year in a in number form. I mean, was I'm assuming second? this means like he'll was finish he in the top three. This means he'll finish in the top three. But again, that's like that's which not doesn't even really. A thing. But what I'm saying it doesn't exist yeah. in the way the NFL. So that's just a, that's an ill-defined yeah. bet as well as a as well as one that doesn't we don't like. Jonathan Kagan, Kagan. Hey, Trevor Lawrence will have the highest PFF grade among 2021 draftee quarterbacks, and Mac Jones will not finish second. So, so I'm not against Trevor Lawrence having the highest PFF grade at all. Yeah. The, the one thing that makes this more appealing is that he's essentially ranking Trevor Lawrence one, Mac Jones not two. Yeah. So there's you know a couple specifics in there that might make it more appealing as far as the odds go for us. But again, it's not like... Not that we're rooting either way. It's not like this is a preseason take that we have that's being pushed back against. Yeah, the the Mike Jones thing gets me closer to accepting it, but I'm still not there. I mean, I I'm kind of thinking that Mike Jones probably does take a step back this year, if just for the Josh McDaniels to the current situation thing. I don't think that's going to be good for him. Um, I also think he probably played better last year than maybe his baseline will be you know in early in his career so I could see that I could also see Trevor Lawrence being the best quarterback next year uh, or this year based off again like not having Urban Meyer as his coach um, and it's one of those things where you know we when you look back last year and you sort of re-ranked the quarterbacks it didn't change that much the Mac Jones analysis should have changed a little bit for most people the closest one to changing other than that would have probably been Zach Wilson going down. But the rest of them are kind of like as you were, you know? Justin Fields was right. was Justin Fields. It was a roller coaster ride. It was kind of crazy. If you love Justin Fields, you still love Justin Fields. If you thought Justin Fields stank, you probably still think he stank. Um, the Trey Lance thing, we barely saw him, so that probably didn't change your opinion much. And then Trevor Lawrence, again, like if you love Trevor Lawrence, there's people out there standing for him still, being like, oh, look at this amazing play in the pocket this one time against, you know, whoever. And if you didn't, you know, if you didn't love Trevor Lawrence, of which there weren't that many, there, there's negatives there. So I think this group could essentially end up in almost any order, and it wouldn't be that shocking. Yeah, so we're declining that. Yeah. Would not be surprised if Trevor Lawrence has the highest PFF grade. Would not be surprised if Mac Jones also did not finish second in that group. So I wouldn't be surprised by either. Uh, Toby Howell says the Chiefs offense and defense will finish top five in. Now he brings up DVOA. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. That's a, that's a football. Well, sorry, that's the football outsider stat. Yeah. Now he, he put, uh, or another stat of your choice, I think, or, or Stone maybe did that. But somebody said another stat of your choice. My choice, I mean, I don't know enough about DVOA. I do know that Football Outsiders number, they do, I think it does a decent job of um, sorting, sifting through team metrics as a team metric. I would use EPA per play. Uh-huh. Um, but once again, I'm not a, a, opposed to this happening. The Chiefs offense being well, the really offense good should. and the defense being improved and good yeah, so in the a offense, league where defense fluctuates anyway. The offense definitely should be top five in EPA per play I mean last season was a you know a down year for the offense and they still ranked first right in EPA per play weren't they first am I making that up um I'm reasonably certain they were first uh I'm trying to find where they were in defense right now um defense they were probably in the 20s defense again fickle nature of defense they were in fact 23rd so I think that's unlikely. I think it's fifth. unlikely, but I'm not 
I'm not sprinting to the podium for it. I'm not sprinting to the podium for it, but I would be prepared to bet that the defense Don't overdo not. it. We're going we're gonna to accept this next one. The next two we're going to accept. Maybe three. I, I mean, all right. I'm just saying I would be prepared to go that the defense Kansas City will not be a top five defense this year. I don't want to bet on defensive performances, man. You They're all over bet. the place. <laughs> Just disappointed principle. You don't want to bet on defense. Yeah, I mean, it's going to make this show a little bit worse. Just Steve doesn't touch defense. No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying I don't. I, I don't feel great about this. I but like, not. can we get a, a deciding vote from Tyler? Where do you think this top five play is going to come from? We need Tyler to talk more like like Quinn. Chime in more like they have Quinn a good then. setup. Oh, but yeah. so we're going to. He's going to be on the show. I think on Thursday. Renner, Michael, young yeah. Michael. He's got himself a new podcast. He does. Austin Gale was on the first show. So if you're a Tailgate listener, you'll like it. But they have... It's also very confusing. They have this nice little setup where Quinn's, Quinn's on camera in the booth over there. He gets to chime in. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk all about that on Thursday with Renner. All right. Chiefs offense, defense, on, top five in EPA. Yeah. I would decline it. I would accept it. I, they're not going to be top five. No, I'm not letting you push me around here. I'm standing up. <laughs> the viewer said, stand up to Sam. And here I am. We're not, not the viewers. Stupid. Greg Rosenthal told you that. Yeah, he knows how to stand up to people. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm standing up. I'm saying no. We're going to accept the next one. All though. right, that's fine. I, I tried. What's your name? Steve takes a stance. Who did? Toby Howell. Toby. Sorry, I, Toby. I tried Toby. I would have taken your bet. Whatever. That's like, it's Steve fun. doesn't want right, any fine. part of it. We'll accept it. It's fun. I stood up to you, though. Let the record show. You didn't. You just backed down. I accept it. Toby Howell, just because it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's a fun bet. Yeah, okay. We're, just trying to, we're trying to win more subscriptions here. Yeah. It's good odds for us. Jonathan Terrazas. Is that okay. right? I doubt So this is a Jaguars one. This is based on, this is trying to push the Jaguars draft class, which got trashed a Free little agency bit. class? Um, free agency class. My apologies. Free agency. He says, Brandon Scherf, if you could look him up really quick. Brandon Scherf will have the best career. He'll have a career year in PFF grade. So that's their, their new high-priced guard. Yes. Christian Kirk will finish in the top 10 in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. Okay. That's and, not or. Yes. And. And then Folo Fadakasi will finish top 10 in run defense grade among interior defensive linemen. Now, that's three different things. Yes. He, it's, it's all lumped into one. All of these things need to hit. It is like a five-leg <laughs> parlay, essentially. Because <laughs> you have Scherf best career grade, Christian Kirk yards, Christian Kirk receptions, Christian Kirk touchdowns, Fadakasi yeah. run defense. Yes, absolutely, we accept this. <laughs> always always be the house in the parlay the five leg parlay of yeah. course like if christian kirk finishes 11th in yards and everything else hits of course we win so sheriff's career year previously like 86 84.1 in 2020 84. which is yeah. his only season by the way above 80 as a pff grade yeah which is good i mean he's a good he's a very good guard he's been consistently between 75 and 80 but that's the one year he's been above 80 sheriff's a very good guard our the odds are in our favor where did so last season was a career year for Christian Kirk? Where did he rank relative to with all those? Things? So what do we got to get top ten in for Kirk? yards, receptions, and touchdowns? Okay, so the triple crown, the, yeah. the Cooper Cup triple I mean, crown here. There's almost no chance he achieves that, right? Last season he was 24th in yards. Yeah, and he had five touchdowns. Like no chance. Christian Kirk on its own breaks this. Forget the other two. Uh, yeah. Where is he in catches? He's not even on the first. Is he on the first page? Oh, yeah, there he is. 21st. So 21st, 23rd, and whatever five touchdowns gets you, which is not very high. 30th. Yeah, not a chance. 
Not a chance. So we accept. We accept that bet. And I believe the next one will accept as well. Lee Miles says the Falcons will finish with the same record or better wow. than the Chargers. Oh, I mean, yes, except absolutely. And by, but by the way, if this comes off, we need to send Lee Miles something extra because that's, send that's Lee, a hell of a prediction. He'll get two PFF <clears throat> pluses. <laughs> send Lee extra. We have notes. We have notes here. Yeah. We've added notes. The other thing we need to – so PFF plus, our new subscription, go and sign up to that using the promo code NFLPod if you are so interested. There's also a free week, which is the first time I think we've ever done that for – if you want to see what's in there. Free week of PFF Plus if you go and sign up. Um, there's also an app. Yeah. There's an app. Tell everybody about the app because it's, it's live. For years, years, we have had people saying, when is PFF getting an app? When's an app coming? When are we getting an app? When are we getting an app? App, 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 app. It's been, it's been paid for by the crowds for years. Now what's the thing? Now it is the thing. Today, the app will be launched on... The Apple I the store, whatever the hell it's called, the Apple App Store. Um, it, it, so it's out to be used. We've got a, a bunch of new stuff in there. It looks super slick. You get all the content there as well. Um, but there's some really awesome fantasy stuff that's there in terms of drafting and, and sleeper picks and all that kind of stuff from the you know the PFF fantasy talent, whether it's uh, Ian Hartitz, whether it's Dwayne McFarland, Nate Yankee, Kev uh, Cole. All kinds of cool stuff. Um, and then there's there's going to be sort of betting stuff there as well, highlighting a lot of the stuff that we saw you know, that PFF has been doing before that kind of highlights, you know, where the edges are, highlights good bets to make and, and all that kind of stuff. So super excited about the app. Um, and it's going to be, you know, this is, this is iteration one. It's only going to be getting better from here on in. So go check that out. Appreciate everybody. And we, like I said, we're going to send Lee Miles, a, you know, probably like a book and a subscription. But you're not allowed to download the app unless you give it a five-star review and write something funny in the, the comments. You know, give us a, an awesome, funny review. Here's what we review. want. Write Sam and Steve sent you. Yes. Or Steve and Sam. Yes. All right. And so when you go to the app, again, this is, this is all about credit. Yeah. This is like... And we'll absolutely retweet the best ones. This is uh, internal street cred here at PFF. <laughs> Steve and Sam, the PFF NFL podcast, we want to be the people to send you to the app. So we sent you for the five-star review. We just want to feel loved. Not necessarily from, from our listeners. We feel that love all the time. Yeah. From the people inside PFF. We just want the We don't feel that enough. We just want Chris to love us. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't feel it enough as it is. So we need to go with, with documented evidence to say, look, yeah. you know, other people, where's, where's our love from you guys? Sent here by PFF Hall of Famers, Steve and Sam. <laughs> which we are. We are. PFF Hall yeah, of Fame. I wish people would stop mentioning that ever. Oh, like unless that. unless you actually come good and get the watches they're supposed to. I come do have with to this. push. Yeah, we're gonna get the watches for because I'm, sure. I'm I'm a big fan of watches generally, and if you come up with a PFF Hall of Fame watch the way you're supposed to, I'll I'll be all for that. Here's another bet we might win by week two. Sweet, Zach Guest, Bucks will sweep the Saints in 2022, and. Tom Brady will have a 90-plus PFF grade in both. So if he doesn't have a 90-plus PFF grade in week two or whatever it is. Yeah, we, we would win. win. Now, look, 90-plus, here's the thing. I need people to understand. With the grades, <laughs> the season scale is a little different from the game scale, is a little different from the career scale and the whole thing, yes. right? Um, I always – because we get this question a lot. We accept this. Yeah, the, we're going to accept this. For, ex- for, for I would amend this, like, for Zach's sake – you're going to help him? Yes. I'm just saying, for his sake, I would explain 
because that's the reason. If you said 80 plus PFF grade, yeah, it would be challenging. Yes. Okay. So a nice. So last season, Tom Brady had one 90 plus game grade, and it was right. week one. And then, and what was his what was his uh, season grade? 92. Okay. So let me just explain that to the people because we get this question a lot about the grades. I'm looking at the grades, and they don't make sense, right? Because this guy had 16, 75 grades, and now he's an 87. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's because. Um, I use the example of a quarterback throwing for three tu- 300 yards and three touchdowns in one game. It is a good game, but it is not the best game of all time. It's not even close to the best game of all time. 300 yards, three touchdowns. But if you do it 16 times, and now 17 times, you're 1984 Dan Marino, right? So if you put together 16 good games, not the best games of all time, you'll have one of the best seasons of all time. That's kind of how the grades work. It's not like QBR. It's not like passer rating. It's not a rate where if you have a 90 16 times, you're going to be a 90 at the end. Okay, so the so having a 90 game grade is putting you on this wide spectrum of games historically where, you know, a 90 is one of the best games of all time. But having say an 80 grade for 16 games would put, would make you the best player of all time. So I just so just so you understand the the scales. Yeah. So 90 if, is a challenging game grade, okay. if, which is why we accept. Yes. We so, can even move this to like 85. That's what I'm saying. So, le, le, okay, if it was a 90, I would accept and not even think about it. Like immediate, yes. Auto, yes. Absolutely. Um, I think you could afford to move it to 80 and still be good. All right. Do you know what his grades were against the Saints last year in two games? Yeah, he had like a 60. 63.3 the first time they played. Yeah. 53.1 the second time they played. Uh, if we rewind... Yeah, he's, he's not been good against the Saints. The we Saints, rewind to 2020. You Saints know the, have the Bucks number, except in the playoff game. Get grades in 2020, 74.7, so still comes up short, and 57.8. So he hasn't been yeah, close. The, the two home games have been trash. So I say we move it to 80, and we still say yes. Okay. Amended to 80 grade. We do not believe the Bucks will sweep the Saints... And Brady will have an 80 plus PFF grade in both. Yeah, um, but I think that's a. I, I think it's an important dis, important to distinguish the game grades from the season grades and why. Yeah, Ben's. They're not exactly curved. It's it's because we're not saying what is the rate of play. We're saying how well did this guy play, right? So you're judging. I mean, the idea 700 is- snaps versus say 40 snaps and in any given 40 snaps historically like there are games where guys threw 500 yards and five touchdowns just for perspective right just for using stats as a perspective 500 yards and four touchdowns like those games have existed in history right but doing that 16 times clearly doesn't exist in history the idea is the length of time which you are playing at a certain level changes how good that level is correct it's a level of play not a rate relatively easy to play very well for a single game for example, Billy Volek played extremely well for two games, and then Billy Volek stopped playing well for the rest of his life. If you, however, played at that level for a longer period of time, the grade would start to get exponentially higher in terms of, like, this is the greatest thing humanity has ever seen. You know what I mean? If Billy Volek, who has one of the greatest two-game stretches of play in NFL history, did that for eight games, it would be one of the most absurd runs of play at any position that the game has ever seen. You know? Yeah. And that's just the way those grades work. So that was important. It's important to get all that in there. That's why we're doing this. Because, you know, we're not just taking bets. You know, we're educating. Educating. That's what we're looking for. Stephen Moore says Colts will win the AFC South and finish with a top five record in the NFL. (sighs) 
I mean, I think they might win. I mean, I, they've been my team for the AFC South, so I think they will win the AFC South. Uh, top five record in the NFL. I mean, that's... So we're like, looking at probably... They, they probably have to win at least 12 games for that to happen. At least 12. Yeah. Going 12 and 5 in the AFC South. Like, these, that, that's not a crazy... It's like thing. a one-game difference from your expectation for them, like, you know? Yeah. Like last year, they won, they were eleven and five, which tied them for seventh. Maybe they'd have to win thirteen games, right? But the last year, so last year there was three teams. There was Kansas City, Green Bay, and Buffalo who went fourteen and thirteen, and then there was a three-way tie for the fourth team with twelve. But like that's they probably need to get into the three-way tie for fourth as opposed to the top five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the top five will actually be six or seven teams. Yeah, they'll all be tied in that spot. So I, I don't think that I think that again, that's possible entirely. They just need to win like one extra game than yeah. you think they're going to win. We're declining this. I mean, it, again, we're not passionately against the Colts that we would take this. Correct. Uh, David Hochstetler, Carson Wentz is wide receiver one, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. will have more yards than the Eagles or Colts wide receiver ones. So on paper, Carson Wentz is wide receiver one is your boy Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, and a long shot would be the rookie Jahan Dotson somehow leading the team in, in yards. But let's say it's Terry McLaurin going up against A.J. Brown of the Eagles, probably Michael Pittman of the yeah. Colts. I mean, it's basically the, the McLaurin versus A.J. Brown thing. I don't think so. I mean, Pittman had more yards than both last year. Yeah, but it's because A.J. Brown was hurt. That, and that's part of the equation. And it's because Terry McLaurin had Taylor Heineke throwing him the ball. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this isn't – no. This is a decline. Because yeah. of course, of course, this could happen. Correct. And even as as much as we've talked about AJ Brown as this impact player for the Eagles, it's not because I'm expecting him to go like 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. It's because I think it's going to make life easier for Devontae Smith, and there'll be some games where AJ Brown goes off for like a buck 60 and two touchdowns, which they didn't have last year. But not because AJ Brown's going to be like a top five receiver as far as passing yard, receiving yards goes. Kurt Felstad, Fels, FJ. Ooh. Fellstad. Is that how you do it? <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah, that's a rough one. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins' PFF grades combined will be higher than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers combined. Huh. Huh. Okay. Was that true last year? Because Mahomes' grade was not great last year. Uh, Mahomes was probably an 80. I, Rogers, I, I mean, Rodgers wasn't as good as the MVP would say. They were probably combined like a Ratting 169. Oh, I'm gonna have to it was some. probably like 169 to like 161. You chill. I'm going to do some math here on the – I'm the doing this off the top of my head. You're, the top of your head is good. The top of my head is not good. So I'm going to do some uh, some little calculator maths here. So here's why this – this is really testing my wide receiver one theory, not just from a production standpoint, but also uh, how it affects the quarterback. I got to fix my back how it affects the quarterback's grade. I do believe Derek Carr is going to be putting up MVP caliber numbers. I also believe his grade's going to take a jump, much like Matthew Stafford's grade took a jump last year. I, I don't know if the offensive line is going to let that happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Kirk Cousins does have this knack for grading well in our system on basically low-value type of plays. He knows how to, how to garbage time up the grade, even though we do weigh that down just a touch. Kirk Cousins knows how to do that. He your knows ability, how to grade well. <clears throat> your ability to stretch is it's on point. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, well done. So last year, uh, for Rodgers and Mahomes, 169.5 PFF grade. For Cousins and Carr, 
165.8. So you're talking about... Off the top of my head, I did say it was 169 for the two, right? I know. You've got some sort of freakish ability to estimate and... and well, you know. it, it also it was two prongs, though. I had to remember what their grades were, get it in the ballpark, and then add them together. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a, you know, it was a three or four grading point difference with a bad Mahomes year. So bad, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Um, Mahomes rescued his grade largely in the postseason. I think that would have been a lot closer if you strip out the playoffs. If you take out the playoffs, you know, Mahomes was better in the playoffs until that second half. Epic collapse against the Cincinnati Bengals the last time we saw Mahomes play real football. So, I mean, no, I don't want to accept this because I don't think it's that unlikely. I think it's one we need to revisit, though. It's, it's kind of like the one earlier about uh, Christian Watson. I, I want to I explore this again. And here's what I'll say. I don't want to necessarily accept it, but like I feel like we should send something to Kurt if he wins. It's a bold, it's a bold one. Yeah. It's, it's also a... part of like this narrative thing, right? Derek Carr has Devontae Adams, who he stole from Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. Mahomes and Rodgers are looking to figure out who they throw into. They're going to have to spread the ball a little bit more. The impact of wide receiver one, which I've now said 1,072 times this offseason, uh, there's a lot to unpack here, so I think we should at least revisit it, but it's not one I'm like trying to accept because it was so close last year. Yeah, so it, it's it become, it, I think it makes a lot more sense when you factor in if we get a decline in Rodgers' grade because he doesn't have any good receivers, maybe. Um, if you factor in Mahomes probably bouncing back a little bit from last year, so that goes up, that goes down. Carr probably goes up with Devontae Adams attached to him. And then Cousins maybe stays where he is. You end up kind of even at that stage, right? So it it's ballsy. It makes some sense. It's not as I you know it's not as bold as the dude that thinks the Falcons will have the same record as the Chargers. Like that's Here's a prediction. A guy named Vortex in the chat says swap out Kirk for Tua. Tua. So then now it's intriguing because now here's what you're getting. You can't you can't. You, yeah, like that's, not for Kurt, but I mean, maybe Vortex wants to take this. Okay, I was going to say that becomes Vortex's bet. Yeah, we'll cross off Kurt, <laughs> and uh, we'll put because then it becomes the guys who switch Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, and worse, and, and you're basically betting against that's us. That's true. But you're and betting it, on the wide receivers being the guys that are going to put Mahomes, uh, make Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. I mean, uh, Tua. That, yeah, yeah, that becomes very straight better line. than Mahomes and Rodgers. Hey, Vortex, if you want to accept that, we will. Well, we will accept that because it'll be it. fun to watch. He already did. Let's do it. Vortex accepts. I mean, I'm accepting on his behalf. He put it in the chat. Therefore, it's binding. It's a legally binding contract. That's how this works. All right. So we're going to add that. To, so I'm going to copy and paste. I'm going to say <laughs> Vortex from YouTube says. Perfect. It's going to be tricky to hopefully we win that one because it's going to be a pain in the ass to get his, his uh, details otherwise. Uh, I'm assuming he's a consistent listener here. There, there you go. go. He's officially accepted. See, look at this. We've got legally binding contracts happening in the chat live. Derek Perfect. Carr and Tua. PFF grades will be higher than Mahomes and Rodgers. Now, the initial terms from Kurt, we'll see what Vortex wants to do here. If he loses, he'll buy PFF Green Line, so basically our NFL uh, PFF Plus. There you go. Um, and donate $50 to the charity of your choice. If I mean, look, anybody, all donations always gratefully accepted, win or lose. So, yeah. you know. All right. So let's go back to the uh, back to the list here. We're at 23. We're at a pretty good pace here. Oh, we're flying. What time do we start? Who knows? What day is it? It's Monday. Uh, so we're declining the Cousins. Good job, Kurt, setting up Vortex for a, uh, for a bet. <laughs> well done. 
Uh, Chris Partridge says, Gerald Everett, tight end from the Chargers, will be a top te- top seven tight end in the NFL this season based off PFF grade. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Gerald Everett. Big model guy. I mean, Big Everett, I've, I've always liked Everett as an athletic tight end. I mean, the problem is, that the, so top seven essentially puts you at the top of the group that aren't great anymore. Yeah. There's like... This is like, this year it could be Dalton Schultz, it could be Austin Hooper. Yeah. It could be C.J. Azama. It could be Gerald Everett. We don't know who tight, tight end seven is in the NFL. That's the thing. There's like six really good tight ends in the NFL, and then there's a bunch of people who could go off any random year, particularly if you're attached to a very good quarterback. So, yeah, I'm not – no, I'm out. By the way, I think two is going to have a great year. I think he's going to have an excellent year. Okay. Hashtag fins up. It's kind of a weird hashtag, but – Yeah. I mean – Fins a, up. There's a lot of the NFL ones that are kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, tighten up is no more. Like, I yeah. guess that's at least a play on words. Not fins up, man. It's not a particularly good play on words. I think two is going to have a great year. I just don't. I mean, I just I like the odds in our other bet. Okay. Austin Callahan says Zach Wilson will finish inside the top fifteen QBs in PFF grade. Okay, but he also says Lamar Jackson will not. Do we already have a Zach Wilson? We do. We have a top fifteen. But it was more. somebody saying Justin. Do we have another? He'll finish. Oh yeah, we already accepted a top fifteen yeah. Zach Wilson bet, didn't we? It wasn't the same guy, was it? No. Yeah, we've accepted already that Zach Wilson will break into the top fifteen in PFF WAR this season. So we already have this. Austin's trying to donate two bags of dog food to a local shelter in your names. Yeah, good for him. Well, all right, let's let's fold it into the same thing. It's basically the same bet. So then, if he wins, it says free PFF subscription, and you refer to Zach Wilson as quote. Every mom's favorite player. I'm all right with that. I can do that. Let's, yeah. let's go. Let's thanks add for, that. So accept show. that one, fold it in. It's a, it's a double-pronged Zach Wilson bet, which is, does not in any way, shape, or form relate to any off-season story that Zach Wilson may or may not have been involved in. Yeah, I don't know any of that. Good. Jordan Webster says the Bears will have a top 20 offense this season. Wow. Huh. Uh, okay. Now, Bye. he's he has terms. Oh. If he wins, we have to reenact... The Bears, SNL skit. With the, the cardigans and stuff? With the... Ditka and everything? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like the skit. I don't want to do the skit in Injustice. Yeah. It's a good skit. It's pretty funny. We're not that funny. I mean, you think you're funny, but like... Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty funny. I don't think you're like a, you know, character actor. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you that. wrote this whole, you know, video thing for Neil, and it was my joke that got the largest laugh. I set it up for you. I, I was the serious guy, and you interjected a joke yeah, okay. about Chris spending all this money uh-huh. on PFF. It was funny. So the, all Bears, right, so the Bears' top 20 offense, I mean, were, we've been talking about them as a bottom three everything this offseason. They were 29th last season. I want to accept this. I don't think I'm doing the skit, though. I think we just go. <laughs> it would take a Justin Fields miracle for them to, to be top 20 this year. How much does the preseason? Justin Fields, 90-plus PFF. He's been great. Preseason grade. Bears undefeated. Correct. This preseason. Hang the banner, yeah, as our absolutely. friend Brad would say. By the way, Ravens also undefeated again. So yeah. they're like 27 straight two, years. Three straight preseason games. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 on the Ravens preseason streak. It's so, I, has there ever been a more impressive and yet meaningless statistic than Baltimore winning? Well, I can't even know. What is the number? 23 straight preseason games at this point? It goes back to like 2015. It's madness. It's it shouldn't crazy. be possible. But it, it, it's meaningless. It's yeah. completely irrelevant. And yet, it's just incredible. In games where you just don't 
you don't care about the outcome theoretically like, and your range of players is so all over the place it's like remember somebody had to, some absurd run of like winning 12 straight coin tosses you know which is the same kind of thing it's like it's it's really impressive but it's completely random and meaningless yeah it's it's really impressive <laughs> Anyway, I yes, I think we should accept this one. The let's Bears accept will not it. have a twenty top twenty offense. And we'll say, let's just. Um, how about we just buy uh, instead buy a subscription? You you you. I'm typing. Oh, you want me to talk? Fill the fill the silence. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, got okay. it. So we're gonna accept this. So we're gonna make this document living. Is that right? Yeah. We won't give edit privileges or anything obviously if but anybody we'll if view. anybody is a real like you know google sheets master you know i these people that yeah I remember i was telling we'll you just about filter the, by accepted bets and show them remember when i was telling you the like the excel world championships yeah, yeah. you know if you're like a google documents version of that person and can make this thing look pretty email us in and then you know you could help do that and then we'll like i want to what i want to do is clear all this stuff that's like the workings just have the accepted bets sheet you know yeah. and then make it look good and then we'll just open up the document so everybody can track it during the season. Like all the fans, like everyone can have access to this. Yeah, document. we want everybody to have access. And you can um, see. We have accepted 10 other bets, by the way. So now it's, it sounds like we've been, you know, declining a lot of things, right? We have accepted 10 Before others. Now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. That's on the accepted tab here. But eventually we'll, we'll, uh, we'll merge those and we'll have one. Correct. One document. All right. So uh, Cody Dodderman, Kyler Murray will not finish top five in QB rushing yards. I think he will, but it's within no, the realm of possibilities. Just yeah, decline, decline. In any given year, a, a, a coach can say, ah, I don't want my quarterback to run as much. Correct. Yeah, I want him to pass. Reed Manning says, the Steelers will finish top 10 in PFF secondary rankings at the end of the season. Also, by the way, Murray could get injured easily, and you know, that would stop that. Oh, the, I mean, that's, that's where a lot of the season-long prop bets and stuff like that, yeah. they have that baked in. Steelers top 10 in PFF secondary. Again, could happen. I doubt it, but not not so against it that i think think no chance so declined they have a bunch of players that we kind of like levi wallace akella witherspoon yeah. i think Mika fitzpatrick's gonna be better it's not crazy i think it is a weakness but it w- again it's it's interlinked with like the scheme and with pass rush which is good so no colton hagan <clears throat> says the patriots will win the afc east patriots beating buffalo for the afc east it's another one where i'm not like passionately against it but i like the odds I mean, we're just talk- if we're just talking yeah. straight odds I mean, here. I'm, I'm pretty passionately against it. They have looked. This this is going to be a fascinating study in what happened in tra- what happened in training camp versus what's going to happen during the regular season. The Patriots. Yes. If anyone's been following the Patriots training camp, the beat writers in a little bit of their preseason action, their offense has not been good. Their offense has been getting destroyed in joint practices, in regular practices. It's Matt Patricia calling the plays, which is new. It's supposedly, it's it's a new scheme, which just on the surface looks like they're just running a lot more outside zone, which does not look like it. I mean, they ran a lot more downhill gap style runs. Now they're going more outside zone. It doesn't seem to be a fit so far. They just got, their first team just got beat up by the Raiders. And outside of, like, one good throw, Mac Jones threw one right to a linebacker, didn't look great the other day. On paper, though, I don't think the Patriots are terrible. I think they're a good, solid team. We also don't think they're better than the Bills. Mm. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished third in the AFC East. But this is going to be a fascinating study, and all of this stuff happened in training camp. 
and does week one does it matter in week one do the Patriots actually look good offensively and they're fine or does it actually you know manifest throughout the season that this offense is really a work in progress yeah I don't like it enough to accept it we got a million more bets we gotta go oh you're trying to roll. I, I was trying to make a really astute point here oh, okay we're like halfway through we're good pace we'll no go. I know but we got a lot of bets to get through is what I'm saying so I don't want to accept that one which I'm only fair Stacy Jacobs says the Raiders will finish higher than 21st in PFF power rankings by the end of the season he is uh okay Stacy was that not expected Stacy's pissed <laughs> the PFF ranked them the uh the Raiders is the 21st best roster. So the idea so is... We to... went in, so we went in and disrespected the Raiders. So this is, this is the heart of this exercise here, Sam. The heart of this exercise is PFF did something yeah. to really rally up. Panties in a bunch, the whole thing, right? I'm riled up. My team was ranked 21st best roster during off-season list season at PFF. I'm, I'm really upset about that. Therefore, I must email in and say they'll be better than 21st that is the heart of this exercise yeah so that is one whether we believe it or not we should probably put our money where our mouth is but there needs to be one spot better hmm that seems maybe stacy should put i mean if you said no you're so wrong they're not 21st they're top five that would be a bet i see if you're saying they're not 21st they're 20th what the hell is that tell stacy if we said if he or she says 15th you better hope it's a he because you you dropped the panties in a bunch reference that's that's gonna get us into trouble well you into trouble i, I just sat here and let you i refuse it. to be in trouble for saying things that are normal okay <laughs> refuse to be in trouble for that raiders are gonna finish i mean if you say like 15th in power rankings i'm not even fifth like okay i mean i'm gonna decline it because i'm team raiders now i think the raiders are there they're flying around on defense now i think they're gonna be better defensively but i think it's gonna be an explosive offense nobody writes power rankings with the notion that the teams will be in this exact order in record at the end of the season or in you know EPA per play or whatever. There's like a margin of error in these things. And by the way, it's also a fluid and dynamic situation. Like teams that are number one now might lose five really important players in week two and rank 12th by the end of the season. That's entirely plausible. So hell no. Like if you came out and said the Raiders will be a top five team, in PFF power rankings by the end of the season, I would be on board. Okay, give Stacy a chance to come back here. Here's the thing. Um, we have some questions in the YouTube chat. Where do we send these bets? NFL podcast at pff.com. You can email them in. We've already had a bunch of emails. I've been getting DMs. Email's the best place. NFL podcast at pff.com. You send in the bet, and then there's still time for us to maybe add a few more before the season. Stacy, come back with a higher ranking for the Raiders. I get significantly higher. Declined. Uh, we want a better we want a better ranking read the next one uh the daniel stephen robinson thinks that daniel jones will fi finish within three points grading points of russell wilson and uh, pff grade it was probably close last year off the top of my head again daniel jones 70 russell wilson 74 no i don't think that'll happen this year I i'm inclined to accept this last year daniel jones had a 71.1 PFF grade. Uh, Russell 74.75. Russell Wilson had a 73.9 PFF. So grade. this is a thing that happened last year. Yes. Which doesn't necessarily mean it's not a thing that can have that. It, it's a thing that's going to happen all the time. Well, let's say can it's, can Daniel Jones play close to the performance of a broken fingered Russell Wilson? The answer is yes. Can Daniel Jones play within that margin of error of a healthy Russell Wilson? The answer is probably hell no. So I, I'm more of a. I do believe there is a, there could be a world where Russell Wilson has dropped off a little bit. 
but I also am not as big of a Daniel Jones believer that I would push back on this. So I would say I would accept it. Where do you stand on this? Because I, I know it happened last year. Yeah. But there's enough data historically that I think Russell Wilson is a significant, significantly better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Enough that I would accept this, even if Russ does take a consistent step back from where he's been. Yeah. I mean, if career. you cross off, you know, last year from Russell Wilson on the grounds that he was injured and then playing through injury and not playing well the previous years 90 91 87 79 81 84 that kind of area yeah so i would accept this i think this is three grading points below for each any of those numbers is where daniel jones is shooting to get to i would okay fine i okay sure chris partridge has a combo the jets will finish with a higher record than the patriots and or the Jets sweep the Patriots in and 2022. Hmm. It's Again, it's not one that we're necessarily passionate about. I think the odds <sighs> are pretty good. He's, he's, he's given himself some options here. Certainly, the, I'm, I'm out with the or part. If you, I don't think the Jets have swept the Patriots since 2000. Is yeah, off the top like, of my head. Okay, guess. but most of those years involved Tom Brady. I understand. So that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, but they destroyed the Jets last year. They absolutely destroyed this Jets team last yeah, year in their two games. Like Zach Wilson playing like ass. Yeah, but the defense too. The Jets defense. Sure. Got I mean, look, crashed I, by I'm this not Patriots saying offense. it's likely because the Jets haven't been very good for a long time, and the Patriots have been good for a long time by and large. I'm just saying that it's a two-game sample size, and any given team can generally sweep any other team over two games it's not you know that's plausible so if you're saying or that i mean i'm not buying that could happen it probably won't but it could if you combine that with the jets having a higher record he said and or we could by the way when did this did this happen pre or post zach wilson wrecking his knee i don't know we don't have timing there out out let's just decline it yeah too many unknowns exactly cj leach says the 49ers will have a top three defense in 2022 no, you said we can pick the metrics. No, no, you're out on defense, like I said earlier. <laughs> just out on defense. We just we don't do defense here. We don't do we don't do defensive bets here because anything can happen defensively. There it, there it is on the screen at PFF under NFL Pod on Twitter, but most importantly NFL Podcast at PFF.com, where you want to email other bets. We probably have a million coming in right now, don't we? Oh yeah, several. Look at that. There's zero. <laughs> we had one late last night though. What am I? Who's calling this guy's? Who's calling me cowardly here? What did I do? BFF Max twenty one is upset. Yeah, in the chat here. All right, let's get back here. I'll Saints take that award. What Barnett Warnock. What Barnett? What Warnock? Okay. Saints will have a top seven offense and defense in two thousand twenty two in PFF grade. In PFF grade. I think they'll definitely be top seven defense, and I would never bet against Jameis leading a top seven offense. No, you I would never do that, so I would decline that. You consistently, in fact, bet on Jameis leading a top seven, whatever. Year 11, Jameis. They were 24th in offense last year without a quarterback, essentially. with an injured injured quarterback. Second in defense. Jacob Luke? Luek? Packers wide receiver will uh, wide receivers will finish as a top 20 unit. We get to pick the metrics here. I mean, I would decline this. Wide receiver is a, it's a depend is one of the most dependent positions, even in advanced metrics. So whether you're using EPA, whether you're even even PFF grade, there is dependency on the quarterback. I think Aaron Rodgers will elevate this unit. Our 
criticism. So when you combine a very good quarterback and a below average receiving unit, you'll still probably get decent results because the quarterback is the better, bigger driver of this thing. So I'm going to decline it because this is not crazy. Unless you have, unless you feel passionately that no matter which way we slice the Packers receivers, they're going to be bottom I mean, it's more 12. that it's more that I don't think bottom, like I don't think it's a particularly high bar to, to get to, above bottom 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, again, it's like, I don't, th- I think Green Bay's wide receiver group is very weak. Now it's less weak than I, th- than it looked before training camp and preseason, because apparently Romeo Dobbs is actually really good. So that helps. Um, but getting out of the bottom 12 is not that high a bar to clear. If you said, oh, Green Bay's, you think Green Bay's receiving group stinks. I think they're going to be a top 10 unit this year. Now we can talk, but just that they won't, they won't be absolutely stinking. Nah, no. All right, Alan Cole says, the Jets will finish second in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean. Now the only th- he, uh, he wants a charity that supports dogs and would like us to donate, or he'll donate big dog charity guy here yeah i mean that's great jet second but it, it could happen so no no you just want to decline it yeah we're already supporting a charity giving to well i mean it's not a, it's not a shelter we did that with our where's our baseball well, i'm bat? just saying we i mean i think the jets are the fourth best team in the afc east but if they took a big jump this year again I that's what i'm saying like wouldn't be surprised. get second any of those te- any of the non-Bills teams, I think, could finish second in the AFCs. Will they? Probably not, but could it happen? Yes. Kelvin Benson says, the Vikings will finish with a top three PFF-graded wide receiver core. Decline. I mean, they've got the guy that we think is at least a top three receiver in yeah. Justin Jefferson, maybe the very best. Adam Thielen's good any given year. I mean, they're going to be good. They're going to be good receiving core. Yeah. I'm not going to accept that. Uh-huh. We decline. Now, this one's intriguing. Caleb Maris. Did, wasn't he already on this thing? <laughs> Possibly. We already declined as Hollywood will have Hollywood Brown will have the highest PFF grade okay, in his well, career. Let's see how he did. Well, this we, one's better. Yeah. From Caleb. Jordan Davis, the first round interior defensive lineman for the Eagles, will finish with a higher war, wins above average, than wins above replacement, sorry. Than Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick with the Detroit Lions. Okay. So war is a combination of PFF grade, how well you played. Uh, weighted to the facet of where you played, run defense versus pass rush, et cetera, but also how often you were on the field. So in other words, if two players are both average, or if they're both good, if one player plays 900 snaps, the other player plays 400 snaps, the guy playing 900 snaps is more valuable by definition. He's out there, he's giving you better play for more, more often, right? That is the intriguing part about this. Jordan Davis never played more than 400 snaps in his career. Yeah. And I don't know that he's going to this year. Aiden Hutchinson's going to be an every-down player for the Lions. So even if Aiden Hutchinson, as an edge defender, grades at 75 for 800 snaps, and Jordan Davis grades at 85 for 400 snaps, we might be talking about Aiden Hutchinson as the more valuable player. Yeah. I mean, we might be. but this. So this is another thing where Christian Barmore last year was the second rookie defensive lineman in terms of war and Christian Barmore wasn't great last year fair it wouldn't take much for either of those you know what I mean war does seem to weigh the certainty of run defense yeah like for example Alim McNeil was eighth without playing particularly well at all like we're saying Alim McNeil needs to take a step forward next year to be a a, an impact player for this Lions defensive line now here's where it gets hairy 
Caleb has terms. Okay. If he loses, he'll buy three years of PFF subscriptions. We're going to lock him <laughs> into a three-year contract here. However, if he – that's if we win, sorry. Yes. He loses. If, we, if he wins, we have to give his son an internship. Huh. We don't have the power to do that. First off, I, don't, <clears throat> I can't hire people on, on this side of the company, at least. I can't hire people over here. God knows. I, I could on my side of the company. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to hire somebody sight unseen. Just because, you know, See, unfortunately, Jordan Davis had higher war than Aiden Hutchinson. The days of the free internship have gone, you know? Like, back in the day, you could just be like, sure, we'll take on as many interns as we want. They're free. It's, it's free labor. It's not costing us anything. Now, you got to pay them. There's got to be, you know, a process involved. There's HR. There's, like, a learning. You know, it's, it's a whole thing. None of, none of which we have, a, uh, like, we're involved in. That's other people. We just sit here and talk. So essentially, we're not empowered to make that this decision. Is like what I'm saying. Based off the terms, I'm out. Correct. Yes, we're out. That was so a we, treat, though. we that appreciate was a treat. the offer of the three year. I like the creativity. BFF plus. Nick Burnlore. Lore. I'm not H and an R next to each other at the end. How does that? I mean, that looks German to me. Yeah, I don't Lure. know. I don't know German pronunciations Lure. very well. Trey Hendrickson will finish with 19 plus sacks, or wow, a PFF grade above. 80 to 90. 80 to 90. We get to choose. That's quite a range. Well, hang on. We're, so there's another, it might be the same guy. Somebody was saying that, you know, Trey, we, I've been saying Trey Hendrickson backed up a career year with another career year. And they're like, well, he's going to do it again. He's going to have a career year on a career year on a career year. He's just gotten better. He's just getting better. A, a better and better. And continue, continually gets better. So last year, uh, what did he have last year? It's an or, so we're, we're choosing either one. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson having 16 nine, sacks last year. Nine, that's including the three, the four-game postseason run, right? No. He had 16 in the regular season? Correct. So the <clears> Bengals, <throat> who are probably going to put up points, probably going to be winning a bunch of games, or at least in, in competitive games. In other words, they're going to see a lot of passes. The opportunity for 19 sacks will be there. Now, much like, you know, we're the house here. Much like any good uh, house, we do have the injury aspect in our favor yeah he's trying to say over 19 there is a chance he gets hurt or that's whatever yeah uh, that's the zero double zero on the roulette wheel you know just to tilt the odds in our yeah favor. yeah the odds are in our favor when it comes to that uh, the pff great i'm um, look i love trey hendrickson coming out of florida atlantic uh, graded well tested well finally started to live up to it in year four well hang on let's just forget the great thing right because that's a big range just do the 19 just, sacks yes just he will not get 19 plus sacks it just won't happen you just want to do that yeah no won't happen except so strip out the pff grade thing because it's a big range and we have to choose one and it could be yeah, i'm not passionately against this he's but just, i think he's not as, getting as the house we accept this there you go 20 dollars <clears throat> to charity of your choice if he wins a free pff subscription that's a it's a bit of an uneven it's uneven terms there oh sorry what were the terms one pff subscription valued at 70 dollars. correct versus uh 20 to the charity of our choice <laughs> I mean, but it's in our favor, so. It's fine. I get it. I guess that offsets uh, us being the house. I mean, it's not my subscription I'm giving away. I don't care. I want to give away subscriptions. That's a fire alarm. You ever notice how many alarms go off in this building while we're doing live podcasts? It's a different sounding alarm. Yeah. Just. A... Oh, it's a consistent alarm. Oh, look, huh. somebody's moving at pace. Does that mean we're on fire? Is that a real <laughs> fire alarm? Tyler's or moving. can we keep yeah. recording? 
I like it. So I, I'm not sure if it's a good sign or a bad sign. There, there's people moving around out there, you know? Does Once again, mean- as always, uh, Tyler, if you could just let us know if the place is on fire. Yeah. And we'll pause the live show. Well, I mean, we don't need to pause it yet. Wait no, we'll, just, we'll just leave an empty desk. We'll just wait, we'll wait till we see smoke. It's pretty good. Uh, Tyler says these bets are on fire. Like we have quite a clear shot to get out. You know, like the exit is pretty, it's pretty direct. Yeah. 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 I feel, I feel good about our exit strategy here. Yeah. Uh, Trent Kinval says Russell Wilson will improve over his previous four year average PFF grade more than some math here. Yeah. More than Patrick Mahomes will over his previous four year average PFF grade. In the again, the sort of the trend I'm noticing from my own perspective of these things is the more math you make me do, the less inclined I am to accept this. Yeah, bet. we'll decline this. But off the top of my head, again, I would have to say if you're just averaging grades and not even using snaps or whatever, you're probably looking at Russell Wilson as like an 86, and Patrick Mahomes as like a 90. So the bet was essentially saying Russell Wilson will be higher than an 86 more than will be high, more you know whatever higher than an 86 more than mahomes will be higher than a, a pretty 90. good chance both of them will be negative which is why we would we would win that or they could be negative i guess no like they will both be negative but what yeah, like this is, it, this is just doesn't make, no it's just bad it's bad and it's extra math that i don't want to do and yeah sad because he would have bought manscape with our pro, promo but then he wants pff war data i mean they should be buying manscape with our promo anyway they should be i mean it, it's not it's not for us it's for you it's for exactly. you. That's why you would buy Manscaped. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do for you is to get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. You get up seven and you win. Imagine if that was the <clears> case. All you have to do is get up seven. You win. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't even have to close it out. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. If your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. It's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 in New York. Call 877-8467-369. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight twenty-five dollars free bets. Where are we here? I- Christopher Messler. I just like the idea that you asked in the building Slack channel if the building was on fire, as if, you know, if it was on fire, the first thing that would happen is... People go to Slack. Susie would drop in the Slack. Yeah. Guys, the building is on fire. You might want to leave. Isn't that the best <clears throat> protocol? You go right to Slack? I just, I don't think that would happen, personally. Yeah. But I, I like your optimism, you know? It's, it's more because I know we're not going to move. It, all I'm saying is if the answer is a no, it's not real. I feel like we'll get an instant answer, which we did. Yeah, but if it is a yes, and actually then, we're sitting in an inferno, yeah, it's not helping. You know, I just think that's the difference between you and I. You know, you think you, you sitting there, you know, with this like innocent, childlike, you know, optimism. People thinks, will slack me. Someone's answer. gonna. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, 
flames, you know, billowing up. I picture up. Diane upstairs picking just, up her laptop, yeah. running out, like, wait, let me check Slack really quick. People, like, coughing to death in the smoke inhalation and, and just you waiting for the Slack message to, to get out. You know? I, I don't know who I have to put a formal request into, but if we could not have the fire alarm go off Monday morning every single week, that would be outstanding. Or, in fact, any alarm, you know? Any fire, alarm. burglar, yeah. whatever. Like, just no more alarms. That would be helpful. Yeah. Christopher Messler says the Steelers will finish top 12 in offensive DVOA. Trademark football outsiders. And top two in offensive DVOA in the AFC North, comma, they make the playoffs. They also make the playoffs. So it's three things. So top 12 in, in a stat that offense, we don't track. Top two in the division in offense. Stat track with the stat we don't, stat we don't track, and they make and the playoffs. And make the playoffs. So obviously we would pivot that to EPA, not DVOA. Correct. Shout out to Aaron Schatz. The godfather of analytics. Thank you. I was going to say that. I mean, the guy. Well, you, would, you wouldn't have needed to. He would, he, would, he would tell you. Yeah. I got my um, the trust tree. So last season, the Pittsburgh Steelers with the, the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger still trying to throw up. I think they look good. They look, I'm buying in the hype, man. Trubisky's chucking it around. Pickett's looking great. How could I bet against the Steelers being this good offensively? I'm How look, could I? I'm looking at off or defense. So I was wondering why they were so high. Uh, EPA per play uh, on offense. Twenty sixth. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh damn. Twenty fifth. Um, yeah, they're not. They're not finishing top twelve. Big. They've they've got a better quarterback situation with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. You keep making that point, and I'm not 100 percent sure that's true. Fine. I'm, I'll I'm not 100% this. sure it's wrong, but I'm not sure that's true. I'll, look, I'll accept this only because it is PFF pol- policy to do anything that's anti-Steelers. Here's the thing. It is, it's I, in the handbook. I don't think that any of those three things happen, and therefore all three, it's a three-leg parlay thing again. The three of them happening is not going to happen at all. No chance. The house wins. Okay. You're right. So top two. So we're going to use. We're going to pivot this to EPA. Yep. They will not finish top 12 in EPA, top two in EPA, just in the AFC North and make the playoffs. Correct. I agree. That's, a, that's, those are, that's, that's an and. Those are ands. Yes. Peter Freiberg says, if the Chargers earn the number one seed in the AFC, PFF renews my subscription at no cost to me. This isn't a bet. This is like a negotiation. This is a negotiation. Yes. If the Chargers, if the Chargers are, are a wildcard team or worse, I will renew at full price. If the Chargers win the AFC West but are not the number one seed, it's a push, and he'll probably renew on some deal <laughs> reduced offer. For... Well, good news. It is a renewed – I mean, it is a reduced offer. This was before we went to the one price yeah. point, 70 bucks. It's already – PFF It's like a third of what that is almost. So we're going to decline this whole thing. Yeah. He's an elite subscriber. And look, we let elite subscribers do whatever they want. But we're not going to accept these terms, Peter. Appreciate you being an elite subscriber. You're going to get the same stuff for only 70 bucks next year. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. From 200 down to 70. Do people, I, why? Tyler Fenslaw. People Lions. use my email address or a version of my email address, and it's starting to annoy me. There's some guy in Utah that's applying for, like, Amazon warehouse jobs using my email address, and I keep getting all of his messages. It's, oh, you should, it's very you should irritating. accept the Now there's somebody who's... Top Golf just emailed thanking me for my recent visit to Top Golf Fort Myers, which I haven't been to. Because some I, other I Top Golf Jacksonville, right down the street. That's Texas, by or is it Texas? Fort Myers is in Florida. Uh, Florida, then. That, so again, some completely other random jackass using my a different version of my email. Stop using my email. 
I don't run into that problem. No, you don't. I shouldn't run into that problem. I don't understand why it's a diff- It's not your email address. We just got word from Susie. There are no problems with the system. The security company is here now. Great. <laughs> Great. Our podcast listeners were worried. Our podcast mm. listeners were worried. Mm. No, I'm not going to say that. No. Look, old PFF, you could be snarky and fun. I mean, not it was anymore. a no, and it still took seven minutes to reply. You, you think I'd, about if it was a yes, how long it would have taken. I'll escalate that, that maybe our response time in Slack after a fire alarm should be a little <laughs> bit quicker, just in case people take to Slack to find out if the fire alarm is real. <laughs> Tyler Fenslaw says the Lions make the playoffs, and Jared Goff finishes with the highest ever PFF grade. Now, that's the intriguing one. We're Team Lions over here at PFF. At least over. We're believing in the over. Hashtag restore the roar. Restore the roar, the whole thing. They got lion shirts upstairs, the whole thing. Eric's got like half of his mortgage for this year, probably on the lions going over, the whole thing. Making the playoffs not out of the realm of possibility. They're going to be tough. They're going to be biting kneecaps off and the whole thing. Part one, not crazy. Jared Goff finishing with his highest ever PFF grade. Let's not forget 2018. What was he, in 84? If you include the playoffs, it dropped down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're talking to low 80s. Jared Goff. Last year, low 60s, Jared Goff. Significant jump here with the Lions. And even if Jared Goff plays much better football, I don't think he has the supporting cast that he had with the Rams to be able to to execute that. So that part of it makes it intriguing, but I'm not over here pushing back against the Lions, you know, moving this thing forward because I think I think it's a real possibility. Yeah. So the thing is, he's going to have a really good offensive line in front of him. That offensive line could be top five in the NFL. Frank Ragnow has been one of the best pre- players in preseason. They they didn't have him all last season. The offensive line, I think, finished it was 11th, or am I making that up? Somewhere really high last year without Frank, Frank Ragnow. Like he played you know, a few games, then got hurt, was gone for the rest of the season. He's arguably the best center in the league. Yeah. Um, so you add him to an offensive line that's already really good. You suddenly find a couple more weapons at receiver. Amon and Brown emerges that really good slot guy. Um, you've got a good tight end. If DJ Chark provides that vertical threat, if you've got something else there, it's definitely possible. I, maybe not likely, but I could see it. Somebody in the chat, by the way, said that Eric Eager would take all of these bets, which is both very true. <laughs> this not is why we did not. We did not invite Eric. He'd be calculating the odds in his head and be like, I'm, I'm the house and all of these. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's both very true and yeah. not necessarily indicative yeah. of what we're going for here. Look, some people just like the action. They just like the thrill. I don't have. And the, if you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't have the bureaucratic uh, wherewithal to keep track of that many bets, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I might be okay in terms of just wanting in on all that action but i don't have the time or inclination to <laughs> like organize the, all of that i like the fantasy guys who are like i've got 163 teams and i've got 63 percent of george pickens on my teams and like how do you what yeah how do you manage this i mean i know there are people who have full-time yeah. fantasy jobs in the whole thing i still don't want to do that but even like maintaining all those teams is a second full-time job yeah anyway uh, i'm going to decline this because i don't think it's crazy that Okay. By the I, way, I think it's unlikely that Jared Goff finishes with his highest ever grade, but I'm not sitting here pushing back yeah. against the Lions. Everybody in the chat needs to go and click on the like button in this video so that it goes viral the way that Steve thinks happens when that happens. It does. Our best shows. Yeah. We get those thumbs up. So go click on that like button. There's only 40 people who have done it so far, yeah. and that's just not enough. By the way, Tyler, who uh, presented this, says if he wins, he wanted tickets to the playoff game. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's ambitious. Fuck. I mean, I could probably pull that off. I know some people. But yeah. I wouldn't. I'd go to the playoff game myself. True. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. wouldn't give it to Tyler. Unless he won the bet. But we didn't accept it, so it doesn't matter. Corey Weiner. Corey Weiner says the Panthers finished with a better record than the Saints. Yeah, I mean, don't think it'll happen, but wouldn't be blown away if it did. Yeah, like again, I like the odds. He would, um, he would buy the Manscaped package. Package. If he wins, he wants a Jordan Davis jersey. The platinum package. Platinum package, yeah. So he'll have to buy the platinum. If he wins, he wants us to buy him a Jordan Davis jersey. So this is interesting from Corey. He's betting on the Panthers having a better record than the Saints, and he wants an Eagles jersey. Jordan Davis, so Georgia, it's kind of in the ballpark. Could be a Georgia guy, Corey. Where's Jordan Davis from? I don't know. Maybe Corey's hometown. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, are you going to accept this? I No, I don't. I mean, it could no, happen. I don't, feel, I don't feel that good about it. Jordan Davis is from Charlotte. They always, well, high school in Charlotte. So uh, there, there we go. go. Look at Born you. Charlotte, North Carolina. You there you go. Dots. See, I got you. He wants the hometown hero's jersey, uh-huh. which, by the way, we're probably not going to buy anybody any jerseys. No. Ryan Banker. Even uh, why the asterisk next to his name? What is that? Oh, so uh, Stone said he starred ones that were very good. Ah, so the ones we'll see stones with stars are indication of Stone's uh, preference for these particular bets. Dolphins will win ten plus games in 2022. I disagree, Stone. I mean, yeah, the win totals at nine. Yeah, I mean, he wants to wager a PFF plus annual subscription free if he wins. Oh, that's why. That's why Stone likes it. He's just he's just trying to. Flipping product, yeah, exactly. Slinging product here is what he's trying to do. But we've already made that a condition in all these bets, whether people like it or yeah. not. I, I would not. I don't want to bet against the Dolphins winning ten plus. No, I mean they I could, think they right? will. I think they will. I would lean towards they're going to. Yeah. See how fast they looked in the preseason. Blinded by their speed. Again, like they won nine games last year. I declined. Only... Sorry, Stone. I mean, I, I just I disagree with your take here. They got they won nine games last year, and they added Tyreek Hill and some offensive linemen. Like they should win ten games. Justin in Portland, Dak Prescott finishes with an 82-plus PFF grade. I mean... Another one like this. He does this. That's where he's been the last couple of years. Do yeah. we think he's going to drop off and all that stuff? Did you call him, you know, the, you know, the high-powered engine that, you know, is missing parts and the whole thing? Like, yeah, you, you trashed him on TikTok and the whole thing. But I'm not accepting this. He was 84 he, last year. Yeah. I mean, 85 the year before that. It's, it would be a small drop-off, which is what we're saying. Correct. I'm so, declining that. No. Steven DeSaro... All four AFC West teams, this is in all caps, will make the playoffs. The Raiders or Chargers will win the division, and the winning team's quarterback wins MVP. I will say, the last bet, though, we do miss out on a care package of Portland coffee if we... if we uh, For the DAC one? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll accept it. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going to send us free coffee, I will accept. Yeah. Yeah, let's just accept it. Okay. So we're going to go back to Justin in Portland. And accept it purely because he's offering coffee if he loses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I think that's fair. So, I mean, I'll accept almost any bet where I'm giving up a subscription that doesn't change my life at all. Oh, yeah. In exchange for coffee. Yes. I'm just full disclosure here. Yes. I am willing to give away PFF subscriptions for coffee. Essentially, if we are giving away something that doesn't cost us anything but can yeah. gain us coffee. Yes. We're in. I mean, I'll give away all the books that you get sent. I don't care. But mm. in exchange for, you know, coffee, especially from the Pacific Northwest, all in. Portland, not uh, not Washington, though. It's not a Seattle. It's a Seattle. Yeah, but it's coming from up there. The Timber Rattlers. Is that the soccer team up there? Timber Rattlers? What? Yeah, yeah, soccer team. 
played in the stadium with the Portland Beavers, and I think the Timber Rattlers were the soccer team there. I can't possibly. That's a thing? I think so. The Timber Rattler. What is a Timber Rattler? I don't know. Look it up. I just know it was like the one good place to pitch in the Pacific Coast League. Get that baseball. The Timber Rattlers is indeed a thing. It's a Wisconsin minor league baseball team. Oh, wrong one. Yeah, that's wrong. And it does appear to be a snake. So this is What's a snake. What's the name of their soccer team? I don't remember. Sorry, I'm losing my mind here. Let's go. We'll, we'll accept the DAC bet because I like coffee. That's about it. So this one from Steven. All four AFC West teams. I mean, that in an, just that is going to be nearly impossible. First article that comes up in Google uh, related to the Wisconsin okay. Timber Rattlers, by the way. Headline for you. You like this. Uh, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers engage in bullpen clearing fight on wrestling night. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, man. That was only yesterday as well. That's just right up my... How did I not have wrestling night in my career? The minor league baseball appears to have got some incredible dumbass names for teams. The Rattlers apparently played a team called the Sky Carp. I don't even know who they're from, where they are. That's in the, uh, the Midwest League, I believe. They appear to be from somewhere called Beloit. Ah, Beloit, yeah. They used to be something else. A Sky Carp? Our is a, best. A Carp is a fish. How can you have a Sky Carp? Don't even. I don't know. I don't know how I screwed up Timber Rattlers with the soccer team. I'm sorry. Just an embarrassment. There's also the. I'm Cedar. a little jealous that they had a wrestling night and I did. I was not playing minor league baseball at the time. The Cedar Rapids Colonels. The Colonels. Yeah, yeah of course. Not Colonel, as in you know. One of the military Iowa, official. Colonel, as in of corn. One of the Iowa teams in that league is in the in a place that they like manufacture paper or something like that and the whole place i guess just smells horrible the whole time <laughs> so related searches midwest league midwest league teams and it's just a list Dayton of dragons just a list of dumbass team names south bend they still in there south the bend. fort wayne tin caps yeah yeah fort wayne. west michigan white caps there's a lot of cap involved here a lot of caps peoria chiefs okay fine river bandits the burlington bees the great lakes loons Great Lakes Loons. Yeah, that's a newer one. Yeah. The Langsing Lugnuts. There's yeah, a team named after a small construction piece of equipment. They've been there forever. Uh, Des Moines might have been the place where it was. Lumber sold. Kings. Who's that? A Clinton. Clinton. Oh, that's where it is. Clinton is the place. Look up Clinton in like paper manufacturing. Like, we're not doing this right here. This is why the shows go long. There's another Timbers. There's a lot of, there's a lot of wood related teams yes in the midwest apparently all i know is the best the best promotion we had was mad tight 90s night featuring mr belding from saved by the bell <laughs> it was just me and mr belding in the dugout exchanging saved by the bell trivia a picture of us mr belding in the locker room it was great i i understand that this is my fault but have we got the baseball ticker just like spinning you know with like a we were doing so well like this show. we were an hour and a half in, in with no baseball talk and yeah. now it's now like, we just added like 150 references and just add one seconds. for saved by the bell to the ticker so we'll accept this bet right this is ridiculous what was the bet i i got distracted by steven desaro was saying all four afc afc west teams are going to make the playoffs Oh, I like this. The one. Raiders or Chargers will win the division, and the winning team's quarterback wins the MVP, meaning he's saying Derek Carr or Justin Herbert has to win MVP here, or their backups. Could be Chase Daniel. Was this the guy? I think this was the one where I, I think I read this email. Um, he wants an interview for an internship. I mean, immediately you're probably not going to get it. This is a ridiculous bet. Yeah, I mean, again. It's just for fun, though. 
not really in our uh, control. But, no, I but think, we'll exchange uh, subscriptions here. But I think this was... I, I mean, I, I'm inclined to, like, strip this out and just have it as the AFC. All four teams make the playoffs. I like that. Yeah. You like, forget, forget... Keep the, the other ones, but, like, let's just, just... Keep the other ones just to see the original. Yeah. But, but we mean, will also give him a pass. If all four teams win, we will pay up. Right. Make that note, because I think that's the interesting thing, right? The, I, we've been saying all along that, hey... The AFC West is the best division of football. All four teams are really good, but one of them is probably going to miss out slash look worse than they are just by virtue of being in that division. They all beat each other up. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC. But he's saying, I think this was the guy who was saying not only is it possible, but actually probable that all four teams will make the postseason. He feels like the guy that who, who would then take it to Reddit and go through every single game and the scenarios in which this would happen. Like, here's the game-by-game game breakdown. There you go. Hang on. I've got this guy's this. email because I there knew it go. was attached to something else. He also had this long email that, admittedly, I haven't quite read all of because, anyway, he wants to remove the kicking game entirely. Just outlaw kicking, which, frankly, I, I can get on board okay, with Okay, now he's you know? back in. He's back in as an interview candidate. If you're, you know, your manifesto for you running the world, I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd sign up to that. Anyway. His bet. Uh, I know you doubted that there would be an AFC West uh, bet that's too far-fetched for you to disagree with, but he has one. Not only is it mathematically possible for all four AFC West teams to make the playoffs, but I want to bet that it's the most likely outcome. And not only will all four teams make it, but the winner will be either the Raiders, Chargers, and the quarterback of the division will win uh, MVP. That's the bet. But I, so I, I'm on board. I like the idea that all four teams will make the playoffs in that division. Most I mean, likely outcome. Yep. All right, so we accept that bet. Christian Geiger says the 49ers D-line will finish top five and Nick Bosa will be a defensive player of the year. Consideration, of course, that's possible, so we'll decline that. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, there's, there's some likely stuff in there. Uh, Chad Jalandoni, Jaquan Brisker will be the highest-graded defensive rookie. So it's another one where, like, yeah, we're the house. It's, it'd, it'd be great. However, Jaquan Brisker is a model guy. I do not bet. No, no, no. Against but guys. Evidently, the theme with the the stone starring of the good bets is to do with the terms because yeah. this guy says if he wins, if he wins, he wants to write and compose a new PFF uh, NFL podcast intro song. Ah. If he loses, he'll donate to a charity of our choice. Okay, so let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Even though I am a Jaquan Brisker believer. And I believe this that is like emotional hedging. This is like you bet on the outcome you don't want to happen because you get something cool out of it if your team loses. If we lose this bet, he writes us a new song. Do you think that's a win or a loss? For us, I think it's a win. It's a win, right? Yeah. Unless, I mean, does he? I mean, does it sound like a you know circus music or something like that? Maybe we have a I mean, terrible that's true. intro. If, if we is he trying to mess with us, <laughs> I we would still need to retain the right to not use the song if it stank. But I like the idea of getting one. I mean, of course we do. We own the podcast. It's our podcast. I mean, this isn't legally. It's not a legally binding Google Doc, right? I wouldn't want to test that in a court of law. <laughs> the court of law. Look, you wrote in uh, in in cell E seventeen. I mean, look, that got, you will accept his new song. You have got to, a, you have to play it. You've got a pretty ridiculous litigious country over here. Is all I'm saying. And we have things written down in a Google document. I wouldn't want to test that. 
saying the Warriors work extra hard here. Jaquan Brisker will be the highest graded defensive rookie. So yes, even though he's a model guy, I think he's going to be a top five graded rookie over the next few years and all that stuff. The Bears safety. Um, I'll accept just because I want to see. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm rooting for both things. That's what I'm saying. Emotional yeah, hedging. You're right. Emotional hedging. Daniel Dovell. Jameis will have a higher passing grade than Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray after week 12. He wants to end it there because that, and then they play the Bucs. <laughs> if he wins, you have to wear a Saints jersey. Don't they own the Bucs? Why is On that the week a problem? 13 preview pod. If he loses, it's $50 to a charity of your choice. So they play the Bucks in week 13, and he's saying from 13 to 17, James is going to have a higher passing grade than Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. This is too much. It's too complicated. Too complicated. Yeah, you're right. I'm out. Even with the better terms offered, I'm still out. Oh, look, this guy gave you a, a pronunciation guide. Kai Seichow. There you go. Kai Seichow says... It'd be pretty funny if you butchered the first part where he didn't give you the... It was K. Oh, it's K. It's K. Say Chow. No, yeah, it's K. It's got to rhyme with say. K. Say Chow. Man, good job. <laughs> Maybe you needed pronunciations for both just to be safe. K. Say Chow. Panthers will win the NFC South. Ex- oh, Steve Smith jersey on the line. If he wins, we buy him a Steve Smith jersey. If he loses, he'll buy an annual subscription. Oh yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. We're not buying jerseys. Declined. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I don't think really the Panthers are going to win the one, NFC though. South, though. I think we should accept. Let's well, just accept. Just yeah, the Panthers aren't going to win the That's NFC so South. Not going to happen. Yeah, so we're doing it for for subscription. Oh, if we get burned by Baker, imagine that was he becomes the suck. guy, the guy we thought he'd be in 2018. That would be annoying. Lucas Litching, Litzinger, Litzinger, Litzinger. Whoa, dude. wow! Just, <laughs> just let everything I should have been saying in my head. Drew Locke oh. will finish with a 77-plus PFF grade. Must start at least five games to activate bet. That's a, he's a terms and conditions guy. This is, like, still pending. It has to stay pending because <laughs> it's always pending until Drew Locke it's goes anywhere near the really field. Inactive. So he is not the starter, which means he's, he, he needs to get at least five games of starting with Geno as See, a I'm starter. I'm less likely to take this because if Locke gets out there for five games, anything can happen in five games. I mean, yeah, 77 is not that high a number. It's not that crazy for a five-game sample. I mean, didn't we just say that Gino managed that last year, and we don't think Gino is that good? Boom. Another college team in for PFFIQ. Just going to start tweeting that out every single time. You should. Just boom, like a new recruit. So, so Gino, we're going to go in, we're okay, gonna accept, no. but it's inactive. Gino had 74 last season in his four games. Yeah, let's just did. accept this. You're, you, you make fun of Drew Locke enough that we feel like, feel like we have to. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just... only three left. Oh, two left. One we already accepted from Vortex from YouTube. Mm. How are they doing? How are the thumbs up doing? Man, we're still we're still slacking. Everybody slap, you know, pound the, uh, the 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 thumbs up. Do the thumbs up button. Forest Browns. Forest Browns. Colts will win a f- will get a first round playoff bye and make the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, no. Unlikely, but I'm not sitting here. Betting. Correct. Yeah. Travis Stoller. I definitely don't want to do that one in terms of the, if he wins, he gets. Travis. Uh, if we win, PFF subscriber, if we lose, we have to chug some Elmo's cocktail sauce on the show? No. Not doing that. I'm just, well, so here's the thing. I do not want to chug St. Elmo's cocktail sauce. It is hot. I usually take a dab But here's the thing. The it's not hot. It's horseradish, which is a different thing, and it's evil, True. and I don't like it. Yeah, it's not great. I will eat. 
I like a, a touch of it on the shrimp from St. Elmo's. All, the only thing I'm intrigued by is that we're getting St. Elmo's to the show here. So if someone's going to deliver St. Elmo's. No, he's just the sauce. Just the sauce? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought we were getting Horseradish is, is, the, is food of the devil, and I don't want any part of it. If you no. like, I would eat one of those ridiculous death spiral chilies that I have, but I'm not. Horseradish can go to hell and die. And then if we win, so you know, because so they're indie, so he's from, you know, he's pushing Indianapolis. And then if we win, he will chug Skyline Chili. And, and here's the thing: I would I, never. I don't want to see anybody do I that. I would never wish that upon my enemies. No. I wouldn't. You know, I would not make anyone chug Skyline Chili. I just don't. I don't want any part of that. Correct. Me or anyone else. This last one's stupid. Travis Stoller. Sorry, man. <laughs> the Ravens will win the AFC North. They're like the favorites in the AFC North. <laughs> You're just Quiet. really... Yeah, it's just... Okay, that's fine. Listen, I mean, try again. You can try again in the future, Travis. Just, you know, just not your best effort. Trying to grow a podcast here, and you probably don't want to do that. We may have lost Travis. We may have lost Travis with that one. Very condescending for me, looking down on him. If he loses $250 to a charity of our choice, if he wins... He gets to come on the show and will still donate a hundred dollars to a charity of our choice. That is quite okay. I, I didn't mean to trash you, Travis. I did not mean to. Yeah, I see the money. I see the dollar signs yeah. here. But yeah, we're probably not having you on the show. Uh, yeah, you know, call in and tell us why you won. That's that's doable. That being said, I think he's the favorite for this bet, which means we don't take it. Yeah, we're not going to take it. Um, the house always wins. Yeah, the house might not win that one. Here with the house, trying to look good here. So how many bets do we accept here? So let me go through the accepted bets. Okay. That we've already that we've already accepted all of these. Really quick. Back from June and July and whenever. Uh, this was the Patriots top three picks will add more war than the Ravens top three picks this season from Jake Peters. We had Jordan Sell saying Daniel Jones will be a top ten, top twelve quarterback in PFF passing grade. We accepted that. Jake Botticello said Bill's O line will be top five in PFF grade this season. Yep, we accepted that. Thomas Stewart says the Seahawks will win eight-plus games in 2022. We said, nope, that's not happening. We'll accept it. Brian Kuhn says Zachary Wilson breaks into the top five in PFF war this season. That was the Zach Wilson one. Uh, Elliot says the Raiders, Dolphins, Eagles. This is a good one. Ravens, Raiders, Dolphins, Eagles. Those are your three with wide receiver one additions. We'll have higher EPA per play than the Titans, Packers, Chiefs by whatever, end of the season. We said move it to the end of the season. Um this was Lucas's. We already did this one. We already accepted Drew Locke will have a PFF grade above 77. He amended it after. This is what he did. He amended it after the fact. Oh. We already accepted it. He amended it after the fact. It's got to be activated by Drew Locke playing football. Correct. Brady Ackerley says the Vikings will finish top five in PFF's end-of-year O-line rankings. Yep, we accepted that. Uh, another guy says Patriots. <laughs> Vishnu Sirenivas. <laughs> Nailed it. Patriots wide receiver core will be better than the Bills wide receiver core. We decided we have to figure it out. Collective PFF grade. We accepted that? I thought we said that's not that crazy. No, um, we accepted and, it. And then Zach Wilstrop, Cowboys will finish last in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. And he is a Cowboys fan. He's just very pessimistic. Yeah. Realistic, I think, was how he termed it. But pessimistic, I think, is, yeah. is a more accurate reflection on uh, what that bet is. So that's 10 accepted. And we're going to make this document available. How many did we just accept here today? Felt like not many, but That's quite a few. it's another 17. There you go. So 27 total bets. 27 total bets for this season. There we go. It's not bad. Us. We get action. <laughs> it feels like Eric in a CFL game.
It's just Eric. I mean, bets. Eric was at, in Vegas over the weekend. That's I, I imagine that's a fraction of the number of bets Eric put on during that weekend. You can hear all about Eric's weekend on the PFF forecast. You know, if you want to hear about someone's weekend in Vegas, you can go to the PFF forecast. He's going to tell you about it. I wonder how it went. All right, 27 bets. Appreciate it, everybody. That was great. I like this idea. And we'll. Uh, he was on in. Uh, he was on in Vicent. You know, it was at Vegas Sports Something Network. I don't know what Vicent stands for, but something like that. He was on Vicent, yeah. Uh, but they have a studio inside the Circa Casino. Um, they were trying to get me on there when I was doing the road trip, but we were like, you know, in and out, and it wasn't time for that kind of thing. Um, but Eric was there. I will say that the showers in Circa, oh yeah, yeah, are life changing. They have the greatest combination of volume Derek. and pressure that you will find anywhere in a shower. I'm going to tell Derek, and also for that you're a big fan for your you know unique challenges of showering. Yeah, it was a very high you know showerhead. There wasn't any kind of headroom concerns. So phenomenal showers. You should tell him absolutely. All right, we have one last uh, take here. Max21 from the chat. I think he was peppering us with nonsense in the uh, YouTube chat, but he's a subscriber, so he's allowed to. Um, has also emailed us, and he said, uh, I bet he's going to bet that at least four quarterbacks will throw for 40-plus touchdowns this year. And he goes back through the list. The last time there was as many as three was 2020. Most years have zero or one. Um, I just like the terms. If he wins, Sam has to unblock him on Twitter uh. at Oblong Takes. Look at that. We're just going to elevate his twitter account here remember there was he'll donate 20 bucks to charity next year remember there's an extra game so there were two last year yeah and there was one at 38 yeah and make a bunch it, make at 37 it 42 touchdowns and we'll talk make it 42 touchdowns and we'll talk extra yeah. game skews everything steve doesn't like it doesn't he like there'll the extra be game. four quarterbacks to throw 40 plus touchdowns all right is that it for today uh yeah yeah i believe it is well, thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll be back here on Thursday. We've got Mike Renner. We'll probably talk. Uh, we're going to talk more than just his podcast, right? We're going to keep him for the whole show. Yeah, I mean, the rookies yeah, and stuff. Talk about the that's rookies, his, that's everything he's looking forward to. Uh, cut days tomorrow. So mm-hmm. there will be 864 or so players released, some of them coming back to practice squad and the whole thing. You're going to see uh, insiders tweet about this and the whole, the whole thing. They're all going to tweet the same tweet. Like, hey, we've got a lot of cuts coming up. Um, but there's a lot of news that, that comes out of that. Trades, always a potential. So we'll talk about that on Thursday. And on the PFF NFL Daily, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on the Daily, which comes to you daily, Monday through Friday, the the quick-hitting version of Steve and Sam. Hit the thumbs-up button on your way out. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you on Thursday.